But, you know, like I said, I, I was, you know, working a job. I got tired of it. You know, it was, it was great money out, fr- fresh out of college, at least. And I just, you know, kind of wanted something new, went to Costa Rica, realized that I wanted to travel, realized that it had to be something online in order to give me the freedom where I can still travel as long as I've got good internet. I actually got targeted by an ad, which was Dan Henry, bought his course. Uh, and, and that's really where it blew up. Now, when, when I first started, it was social media management, you know, posting content and everything from there. Realized very quickly that wasn't the model simply because one, it was time consuming. Even if you can automate things, you've got to come up with the content. And then the other was, you know, I had clients leave me, even though I was charging so low ticket and I couldn't prove that, hey, my posts are actually bringing you customers or making you money. Welcome to Building Bigfoot, the podcast to grow yourself and your business profitably. So Brett is with me today, and he is a really awesome guy who I recently got introduced to and has actually, he built a very successful agency, ended up acquiring or selling that agency, and uh, is now teaching other people how to build businesses really well and how to really maximize the return of the outcomes that you're looking for um, as, as you grow. And ultimately, if you're interested in selling your business, that's something too that you can do. And so, Brett, I'm I'm quite excited and looking forward to this conversation because it's funny. I just had a guy on um, Todd. He's a super awesome guy. Him and his wife, their VC background, and so they spent years in China, and then obviously more recently in Canada and sort of the tech world on the West Coast here, and. Being a VC, he recently did the opposite. He ended up acquiring a brick and mortar business, which I thought was very interesting. And he's kind of applying his sort of tech VC philosophies, even like how you run businesses, setting goals and stuff to that. And this is like the exact opposite. This is saying, how do we set up a business for the other side of it? And so I just think it's like, wow, what a great conversation. So you made a post on Facebook recently and I saw it and I thought it was really such a compelling thing to say, which is if you're building your business to sell, you're forced to do the things that are actually going to be designing your business to scale and grow really well. So Brett, why don't you quickly introduce yourself and let's let's start there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. So yeah, I guess I'll just give a quick little rundown of kind of who I am. So I've been um, I, I've been on both sides of it when I graduated college, worked in, um, you know, try to climbed the, the corporate nine to five ladder, realized that it wasn't quite what I wanted. I'm a big traveler. I like autonomy. I like the freedom to be able to do things. You know, the reason most of us want to get into business in the first place. And so when I, when I quit my last job, I went to Costa Rica actually for five months and I, I volunteered in a hostel. And so I worked there and volunteered four hours a day and just checked people in and had an amazing experience, uh, lifetime experience. And so I started asking people, hey, how long have you been traveling? How long you've been traveling? And so um, one of the number one answers I got was, you know, I work online. So I started figuring out, okay, this is a pattern. How can I make money online kind of thing? And then so I got into, okay, I need to have my own business, which is remote. And so that was the goal that what I wanted to have. But ironically, that didn't actually happen. In fact, I actually became, you know, more almost like slaves to my business and controlled by my business because it wasn't built in the way that you know, could give me the freedom. I, I couldn't any longer go on the vacations and really take time to put the phone away, to relax, spend time with my family, my wife, my you know friends, whatever it may be from there. And so I realized that the reason I got into business was actually not working in design the way that I built it. 
And so now, you know, I, well, then I, I basically hired somebody to help audit and review our business and figure out how can I have a business that can actually amplify my life versus controlling it. Right. And so it was that, that way because of the way I designed it, because of the way I built it, but also because I allowed it, you know, and so, you know, fast forward the last two years of business, you know, I was able to travel to 20 plus countries and I had the freedom and the autonomy and the trust in the team and the systems and the processes in order to allow me to do that. And so recently, February of this year, I actually you know, exited the business and we sold it. Um, so I was very grateful for incredible experiences. So now, you know, it's really just helping others get aligned with making sure that they can do the same, whether it's removing them from the day-to-day operations and pulled in every single direction, no matter which way you go, um, or, you know, helping increase profits and valuations and make sure that they can kind of, you know, exit as well. And so it's been a, a really great experience and a journey and uh, grateful for all of it. So that's kind of in a, in a nutshell, I, I guess that's it. So there's a bunch of things you, you kind of touched on there. The first thing that really stood out to me was something you, you described is you, you're looking around, you're meeting all these people and you're realizing you know, they got this, they got this freedom or this, this quality of life that looks fairly attractive. You get into business and all of a sudden you find that you are now in business and your time is, is really being absorbed by business. And what do you think is maybe some of the beliefs that a person might have that would kind of prevent them from getting to the next place where you got to, which is actually designing a business around creating a good quality of life? And, and having the freedom that it ended up creating for you? Yeah, yeah, really great question. I think number one, it's just having the belief and the acceptance that it's okay if everything isn't done 100% of the way that you would have done it. And so instead of saying, hey, well, this sales guy is never going to be 100% of me. This account manager is never going to be 100% of me. Well, of course, you know, you're the designer and the creator of this entire business. Why would somebody, right? It's illogical to believe that, but it's okay if somebody's maybe 80%. And so now instead of you being your 100% self, splitting that in eight different, you know, departments or ways of the business and fulfillment, whatever it may be, what if you now have somebody that's 80% in the sales, 80% in the fulfillment, 80% in the product development, right? Whatever it is for your business model, where now that's actually more impactful to have that spread across versus you being your 100% self, not giving your 100% attention to that one thing. And so I think it's okay to let things go and just accept the fact that, sure, maybe they're not 100% as good as I am. But what if I have multiple of these people that I can then rely on and then train them? And then my job as the leader is just to give them the tools and the resources, the knowledge, the confidence in order to have them make the decisions that you know I can't because I, I, I can't be on the sales call and talking with the client at the same time. You know, it, it's just you, you're going to hit bottlenecks and, and constraints. And so I think you know, first and foremost, just accepting the fact that it's okay and letting go. And as a result of that, others will actually want to have the autonomy. You know, employees, contractors, team members, you know, we want to feel challenged. Like we want to feel like we have autonomy. We want to feel like it's not just the same thing, you know, repeating every single day, punching numbers, but, you know, give them that and you'd be surprised. Sometimes I was shocked, (laughs) you know, when I said, hey, well, what would you do in this situation? And they say something and I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. You know, and so just giving them the freedom and the autonomy to do so, I, I think is just number one, you know, the most important thing that we've got to do and just accept the fact that it's okay. 
you know, and give people that trust. Yeah. That's really, really wise. And, and sometimes you are surprised, like, uh, there's people on my team who, <laughs> if, uh, if I were to step into their shoes and try to do what they do, I would be, it would be funny. Like they are so much better at me at what they do. And, and so yeah. sometimes you end up like, cause it's like you said, like if you can get over that hurdle, which is the way I've, I do it is the best way, or, you know, it's really hard to replace me. And, and I think that it's, it's true, which is like most people that you're going to hire, if you're really, really if you're great at sales, that it's very hard to be as good as the, as one of the founders or, or, or like one of the people who, you know, who started the business because you came out of nothing. You created this, that's your skill, but every once in a while you hire somebody who surprises you and it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And I can think of somebody on my mind right now. And, and the outcome of that is your business ends up growing so much faster than it would have if, if it was just restricted to that one, like yourself, it was just restricted to what you're doing. Yeah. And then obviously you free up your time so you can do more of the things that you love. Now, as you're growing and you're hiring, are you hiring people based on jobs that are most profitable or jobs that are the things that you like to do least? Or how, what is your framework as you were scaling your business? Yeah. So, so, so my framework is typically, I try to first outsource them either number one, the things that I don't enjoy, or number two, the things that I'm not good at. Right. And so now I can then devote my time into something that I'm actually passionate about that I enjoy. And naturally, just because I enjoy doing the thing, I'm going to be better at it. Right. And so that's kind of what I look at. Um, also, depending on you know certain bottlenecks or constraints that you're having, maybe it's one thing you know, or, or else from there. For me personally, like I typically hire like prospecting first just to get cold outreach done, whether this is cold email, cold calling, um, you know, DMs whatever it may be from there, just getting the name out from there um, simply because it's such a numbers game that it may take a hundred people to get one to say yes, you know, or whatever the outreach method may be. And it's just not worth my time sending all that, you know, instead I'd rather focus on either being the face of it, building the brand, building the product, you know, and, and focusing on those things. Plus I actually enjoy those things. Like I don't enjoy reaching out to a hundred people <laughs> um, just saying the same thing over or trying to customize whatever the method may be kind of thing. So that's what I usually do is look at what do I either not enjoy or not good at. And for me personally, it's, it's always been prospecting, you know, at least that first, show, that first initial message, right? I'm a big believer that outflow equals inflow. And so the, the more outreach you have, the more inflow, clients, money, whatever the thing may be, will naturally come. And that just by having the numbers game all, automatically, it's only a matter of time that you're going to have something like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need where you barely even have a sale. So you can be the worst salesperson in the world, but if you're just putting out enough numbers, it's, it's only a matter of time. That's right. You know, and, and so for, for me, that, that's always been where I start. One of my uh, early mem uh, mentors, Ted Gross, he's a super smart guy. He ended up building a pretty successful business and uh, sold that and then ended up uh, working with another company, helped build up their entire internal sales team. Uh, that one exited for... I don't remember exactly. It was a few hundred million. And then, um, but he, he shared with me that his highest producing guy on his team wasn't his best salesperson. It was the guy who did the most activities. It's like, you could look at his numbers. His conversion rate was lower than everyone else's, but he just out, Yeah, he just out went after it. He just made the dials and the calls. I believe and, it. Yeah. He just, he just followed up with everybody. And as a result, he had that, uh, he was the number one guy on his team. Yeah. And so he said that's like it, it activities is what breeds results. It's what we drive on and we can measure those activities in them. And as we do, 
uh, we can then start to learn how to improve them and obviously coach on sales calls and things like that. We'll bring it up. But if you can just start by doing the activities, it's like going to gym, like you said this morning, like you, you, you know, had a great, uh, workout this session this morning. It's like, just do that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we can improve it after. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so like, how did you get into, into an agency? Like what was, what was your story? Like, were you always entrepreneurial? Is that something that was part of your DNA as a kid growing up? Like, how did that happen? You know, I, I think I always was, even though I didn't realize it. Nobody in my direct family is an entrepreneur, but both of my uncles are. So, so one of them owns a CPA firm. The other owns like a do-it-yourself at-home brewing company kind of thing where he supplies all the ingredients. So pretty cool, actually. Um, and, and so, you know, I don't think I was raised in the household to kind of think that, but I think naturally I always had that. Like in high school, I had multiple neighbors that I would cut their grass for all the time. I remember there was times in like middle school, I was even like selling candy, you know, just to flip that even my parents would buy. Like I was always trying to just, you know, flip something. Right. And so I think naturally it, it was only a matter of time that kind of came to it. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I was, you know, working a job. I got tired of it. You know, it was, it was great money out fr- fresh out of college at least. Um, and I just, you know, kind of wanted something new, went to Costa Rica, realized that I wanted to travel, realized that it had to be something online in order to give me the freedom where I can still travel as long as I've got good internet. Right. And, and so as I was researching, finding ways, I actually got targeted by an ad, which was Dan Henry, uh, bought his course. Uh, and, and that's really where it blew up. Now, when, when I first started, it was social media management, you know, posting content and everything from there. Realized very quickly that wasn't the model simply because one, it was time consuming. Even if you can automate things, you've got to come up with the content. Um, and then the other was, you know, I had clients leave me, even though I was charging so low ticket. And I couldn't prove that, hey, my posts are actually bringing you customers or making you money. So then that's when I got into the advertising with Dan Henry that, okay, if I can actually generate the lead, track the lead, see the sales cycle, now I can say this is a result of this. And what, what that led to is I could actually raise my prices significantly higher than what I was before. And so, you know, I just, I, I've always enjoyed marketing. I went to college with a marketing degree. Um, didn't learn anything that I do in my business from college, ironically. Um, but, you know, it was still a great experience and, I, and I'm glad I went through with it. You know, I had a great time from there. And so, you know, I think it was only a matter of time that, you know, I landed something um, just because I, I do think that like the way that I am in brain, like I don't like having somebody over telling me what I need to, like, I want to have that. Plus, like, I think I see myself as like the architect, the, the builder, the creator. Like I enjoy putting my time into something that, Hey, this is the thing that I want to achieve. What can I do in order to do that? And like, I think from here, it's just like entrepreneurship is, is this a game and how can I unlock the next level? You know, whether that's personal development, whether that's sales, whether, whether it's team building, whether it's whatever it may be, how can I unlock the next level? And I think that, you know, with entrepreneurship, you know, one thing that I had when I sold my business is what am I going to do next kind of thing? You know, and, and, and I think we just as entrepreneurs, if we are creators, we are fine opportunity uh, may not always come as quick uh, as, as what we wanted. In, in fact, mine came a little bit slower, which was aggravated me because I felt like I didn't have purpose, you know, and, and having that thing that I can kind of build for. And so, yeah, I think um, I think this is only the start for me and I'm excited to see you know what's next for years to come. So did you you said builder, architect, achiever, is that right? Like a, like a creator. Yeah. You know, I, I like creator. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm the guy on our team that 
built the systems, built the processes, built the team, added majority of the hiring, added majority of the, the, the processes. You know, how can I build that and how can I leverage other people's times, resources and skill sets in order to help amplify and speed up the time of which, you know, I couldn't do it all. I totally can relate to that. I, as a kid, I remember um, there was, uh, I was into mountain biking and I had a couple friends. One of them was like really good at, uh, you know, BMXing. And, and so we built this big kicker at the time felt like a massive gap jump to me. I'd never seen a jump that big, but it was just, I loved like the process was just so fun just building it. Oh, yeah. I was so excited. And then afterwards we all looked at each other and we're like, okay, who's hitting it? And I just assume Mark would, because he comes from the BMX background. And he's like, I'm not in this thing. <laughs> and so we're just like looking at each other. And uh, and then they all like look at me. And I'm like, fine, I'll do it. So then I hike up, got my mountain bike. And uh, I remember like it was terrifying because there was a tree that I had to avoid like immediately after landing. And mm-hmm. I just remember saying to Mark being like, hey, man, is this is this like you think this is good? And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, this is fine. And I'm like, well, he hits jumps all the time. He knows. Right. Yeah. So I trusted him and, uh, and I did, I hit it. And I just remember thinking that's the last time I'm going to do that. <laughs> but I survived, I landed it and I just hit the brakes as hard as I could just so I didn't like die. And, but after that I, I learned, I was like, I love building. That's what I love to do. I love building. Yeah. And I will, I will hit the jump obviously if, if no one else is, but, um, it, it's fun. But the the joy for me is definitely on that. So, so you're 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 building this this business. You've you've hired uh, prospectors. You're you're getting out there. You yourself are doing. Sounds like you're you're figuring out exactly what works on the back end as far as making the campaigns work. You're documenting the process. Does that sound right so far? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So going back to the the original, um, like to the introduction. So what is it about? Like, did you always have? Um, an acquisition on your mind? Was that, were you building this to sell it? Is that what was going on? Or like, what was happening? Why were you setting it up this way? You know, ironically, I wasn't building it to sell. I think just the person that I hired to kind of come in and, and help streamline things, I'm grateful that I did when I did, because oftentimes by the time you are ready to sell, if you speak to a buyer and you don't have these things, the very first call, they're going to be able to sniff this out that you don't have things that they're going to have. And so every buyer, forms their own valuation of like their risk assessment. They're going to have a series of questions that if the owners are to step away and I come in with new management or maybe a new team, depending on you know the, the, the acquisition, would things break, right? And so luckily I, I had a lot of the systems and I'm kind of the guy that, you know, I may not be as organized at home, <laughs> uh, but in the business, I'm, I'm extremely organized and structured and I like the processes and you know, it's so funny that actually putting more discipline in the structure is actually the thing that gives you more freedom, you know? And and so I just had things really built out in a way that, okay, he's like, Hey, well, what if the leadership team does leave? I'm like, well, well, they could, but that's okay. Everything they do is outlined with clear instructions, written and video. So you or the new team just come in and it's already documented. I've done all of this. And so every time they would ask a question, it's like, well, that's fine. Here's the process. It's like, Oh, okay. You know, here's the data, here's the tracking, here's the numbers, right? And so I, I think that that just helped with everything from there. But in regards of, you know, if you build it to sell, naturally you're building it to scale. What's cool or makes it a little bit easier on my side is when I'm working with the company, whether they're like, hey, I'm just too involved in the day to day, I'm being pulled in every direction. Um, you know, it's just frustrating, I'm getting burnout. 
uh, whatever it may be, if, if you build it to sell, it's, it's, it's the same process that I follow. It's how do we have the systems, the people, the processes that can allow you to be a little bit more removed? Because, you know, anytime you're selling a business, the, the potential buyer doesn't want to buy a job. If you're doing the sales calls, if you're doing the fulfillment, if you're talking with the clients, guess what? If you move with that sale, who's going to have to do that? It's going to be the owner. <laughs> and, and, and nobody wants to buy a job. They want to buy an actual business they can operate with. And so either way you do it, you know, you're designing in a way that can amplify and can grow where it doesn't pull you in every single direction. So it's pretty fun to you know, have that. Because like I said, I, I'm just that builder and you know, that's kind of what I've really enjoyed. Yeah. You said something in there as well, which you kind of went over quickly, but uh, discipline equals freedom. And that's something that I've 100% observed in my life as well. What was the click there for you? Because I think this is another mindset that I think if people can understand, uh, it is an unlock for growth for their business, regardless of what outcome Mm. they're going for as the end. It's an unlock for in a big way. Yeah. So for you, what, what was that, what was that journey to uncovering that truth? Yeah, I think that what I realized that the days that I just got up, turned the computer on, it's like, okay, what am I going to work on? And sometimes I'm working on something that isn't even the most impactful or most important or biggest priority or closest to deadline, whatever the thing may be. But the times where I actually you know, we're a little bit more disciplined and created my to-do list, whether it's in the morning or in the, you know, the night before, you know, here's the, if I can only accomplish one thing today, what would I be most satisfied with if that's the thing, right? And then I prioritize below that and I just start at the top and I work my way down. And for me, you know, the way that I look at it, when I need to do things, I like to time block it. And so my calendar every day, I've got time blocks of exactly what it is. And it may not be a cause, maybe it's a task, maybe it's a project, maybe it's, you know, building something for, for myself, team, clients, whatever it may be kind of thing. And the way that I look at it is, you know, if you had something on your appointment with a, a prospect, would you just no-show that call? Well, of course not, because that's what's going to help grow that. So why would you miss an appointment with yourself knowing you set that there for a reason in order to help you grow or get the outcome that what you're looking to do? And so when I was more disciplined with creating just a little bit more organization of here's what I need to focus on, now let's delegate it, and now hold myself accountable to actually doing the thing, that's actually the thing that gave me more freedom to say, okay, wow, in a four-hour time period, I crushed it. Now, if I want to take off early, go see friends, family, dinner, whatever it may be, I'm able to do so knowing that I feel accomplished for the day because I had the discipline and the structure in order for allow me to do so and now what most people may do in eight hours, what if I can do it in four? Which means I either maximize my output and now my four hours is two days worth of work of what the average person was one, or maybe it's more time with family, more time with friends, more time doing passion projects that I'm actually you know, really enjoy doing. Whatever it is you want to dedicate your time to, having the discipline and the structure is actually the thing that's going to get you back. So, yeah, so that, that's been huge for me. Yeah. Um, another thing you mentioned earlier, like, so the time blocking side, that's something I, so, so one of my, uh, I I love looking at other people's schedules, like how they organize their week, because there's, it's always like, oh, I get to reflect and analyze my own week and say, okay, is this really the best? Is this the most optimal structure? Is this the optimal way of doing things? 
so with your time blocking, did you, how, how would you schedule that in your calendar? Would you block it out like a big chunk? Um, would you say, okay, I'm going to have like half a day that this is going to be the thing? Or would you have like one thing stacked on top of the other? Like, what does your calendar look like? You know, I, I have it where people can only schedule calls with me at certain times of the day. I know the morning is my time that I've got to devote to you know, health and fitness and going to the gym. So no matter what, that's non-negotiable for me. I want to go to the gym. I feel better when I do that. I have more energy when I do that. And so I don't allow somebody to dictate my time knowing that's when I want to have the thing. I think the other thing is, when do you feel that your deep work is better? For some people, it's late night. For some, it's first thing in the morning. Don't allow somebody to book time during that time period that you know that you're most you know, you're the most efficient. So then now, you know, I have it where people can book with me during certain hours if they need to. Um, I also like to do things back to back. So if I am doing like, say, when I used to do the one on ones with the employees on my team in a week, instead of me doing that one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Friday, like for me personally, I like to just put them all together. I find that I get in a zone or in their routine versus, you know, working on building this thing, then marketing, then sales, then building this thing and going back to it, right? Versus just going from there. And I realized that if I devote time to that and just knock it out back to back, I, I get in better flow and I get in better rhythm. So, you know, my, my calendar changes daily, which is nice because I have the, the autonomy in order to do so. So if I do say, hey, I've got this thing that I need to do in the afternoon, you know, I, I, I block that where it is a window that someone can book with me. I, I just block that. If it's a task that I know I need to do, whether it's for myself or for someone I'm working with, I block that as busy on the calendar. And you know, I, I try to stay super strict to that. And if I am behind, instead of just going over it, I need to click and drag or move it to the future where I don't forget that. And so anything that I didn't complete today, I then now move over to tomorrow. You know, um, versus just oh, okay, well I didn't get to it. Sucks. You know, so. It, it changes daily, but, but but I enjoy that. Yeah, I think like we're we're all entrepreneurs, and part of entrepreneurial part of the entrepreneurial journey is the fact that you you're wandering out into new territory, and so you're thinking, okay, is this uh, is this is this really the ideal way of doing things? What if I did it differently? And so you kind of get creative, but then at the same time, you know, you're working on. I, I heard the Nvidia um, CEO talk about this. Uh, so Nvidia obviously is. Remember like the graphics chips and computers mm -hmm. that you could yeah. then play on and and you know, so NVIDIA is obviously that's where they started. But then recently they're building the servers and the hardware and everything for AI. And they grew and exploded. I, they're like a trillion dollar company now. It's massive. And and it's funny to think that they started as like the graphics chip for your uh your video cards. But he was saying he's like, every business is uh is unique. And so like why why do we assume that the org chart should be the same across businesses? Because he was talking about Nvidia's org chart, and it's quite unique. It's quite a unique structure. But I think that's kind of the entrepreneurial thing. So even things as simple as like how do you structure your day? Every entrepreneur is going to have slightly different responsibilities based on their business, what they do. If they're like if they're a real estate agent versus if they have uh, an agency versus if they are, you know, somebody who's uh, you know, got a tech company or, or something else. It's like, how do you structure that day? Because you got different meetings, you got different like tasks. And, but at the same time, I, I think there's a lot of curiosity there because people are always wondering what, like, what, like, show me behind the curtain. Like, 
you know, if you're, if, if you're really productive or successful, what does that look like? What am I missing or am I missing anything or is what I have really good? Um, there was another point you mentioned uh, a little earlier where you said kind of, you said that there was a sense of purpose that when you found your purpose, all of a sudden that was like really locked in. What, what is your purpose for you? You know, I, I think for me, um, I, I think Hermosi states it pretty well that it, it's not the, the end thing. It's not the milestone of, you know, hundred thousand dollars, million dollars, hundred million dollars, you know, whatever the thing it is. I, I, I think for me, it's just a journey and it's the chase. And it's just the day to day that, hey, I, I get to be able to do these things. I get to be able to build. I get to be able to empower other people. I get to be able to make an impact on other businesses. You know, and I think as long as you're doing whatever the thing that that is, everything else just will naturally come. And so it's not always, hey, can I hit this milestone? Maybe it's revenue. Maybe it's a project, whatever that may be. Right. I, I think it's I get to be able to do these things on a daily basis. You know, I get to be able to go to the gym. I get to be able to hop on amazing calls and meet people like yourself. You know, I get to be able to, you know, help realize the, the bottlenecks and the constraints and help other people get a grow or my own team, you know, whatever that may be. And so I, I think that, that that's the, that's the purpose for me. It's, it's just the, the ability to be able to have the journey every single day and, and build it and make the most that I can out of it every day. Make like how, the journey, what do you make out of every day? success like making other success building a something that is a success so so it's really um it sounds a little bit like it's a combination of of i wonder how big or how far this can go so it's like a curiosity thing yeah and also um you're you're really looking for like the outcomes for others it's like a combination of those two things is that is that yeah. fair yeah yeah i would say so yeah i i think for me the impact that i can make on people, their business, their lives, their family. Like to me, that's always been a huge thing. Like even in our old company, you know, we had a wins channel. We were constantly getting testimonials, you know, saying, you know, this was my best month ever. Oh my gosh, I get to finally pay off this debt. Or I get, you know, I had two people after I sold the business uh, message me on the team, say, I just want to thank you. Like I, I was able to purchase our home for our family. So I had two people on our team that were able to buy homes and now their family lives in them. And, you know, that's part of the, the American dream is to, you know, kind of be a homeowner in a way. Right. And so the fact that they send that, like, man, I just, I just like my heart just melted. Like, man, that was like that, that drives me, you know? And, uh, I have I still have a screenshot of that text message on my phone where it's like, man, that was like one of the, the best messages I've gotten. Yeah. That, that is, it's kind of like what makes it really like worthwhile. Hey, it's like the meaning behind it. Yeah. So, what was that journey for you like after, so you, you, you know, you built up this business, it's successful, you then sell it. What was day one like after you've now exited the business? Cause I'm assuming you had a, you had probably like a, uh, you know, a rollout period. And then after your time, you probably, okay, you know, now it's, you're moving on. What was that like when you woke up in the morning and you're like, what's my day? First off was, oh my gosh, can't believe I did it. This is, this is amazing, right? Uh, that, that then melts away pretty quickly. We did have to do a 60-day transitionary period where I had to help answer questions, support if the owner you know, needed something. You know, I'm here to answer any questions. Um, and you know, he didn't have that many just because I think that we had a really good documented process of how to find everything that he needed. So it was, pretty, it was a lot more hands-off than I was expecting. Um, and so I, I think after that, I... 
you know, said, Hey, you know, we need to take some time. I've just been so, so much in the hustle mode, um, that, you know, let, let's enjoy this. So I traveled to South America some, I went to uh, Europe some. And then after that, it was like, okay, you know, maybe I just need to get taken care of some personal things that I've been putting off. I just always prioritize the business some, sometimes too much over personal, which I think we all, we all fall in habit to sometimes, you know? Um, and even though I said, you know, I need to just relax and enjoy this before just immediately building the next thing, you know, it honestly, it drove me crazy and uh, I, I hated it. I felt lost. I felt confused. Um, I also thought that, you know, once I sold, just the next thing would automatically pop up. And sure, I had ideas, but, you know, one thing to another, it was, no, that's not it. That doesn't give me the lifestyle or that doesn't have the, the financial stability or this doesn't have you know, the complex, whatever the thing may be kind of thing, you know, but, you know, I think for me, when I didn't have something to just build and create and work on every day, I felt a, a, a lost purpose and it drove me crazy. I absolutely hate it. Even though it's like, Hey, great. You just got this, you know, the, the biggest paycheck I've ever gotten in my life. But what, what am I doing? You know, when I wasn't traveling and I was back home, it's like, all right, I guess I'll go walk the dogs, you know, like, you know, what, what am I going to do? And so, um, yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was lots of emotions. It was excitement. It was frustrated. It was confused. It was lost. Um, and then I just realized, okay, what do I need to do? I, I started writing out, what am I passionate about? What do I actually enjoy? If I did have another business, how would I envision that? Is it a big team? Is it a small team? Is it, you know, what are the margins? What's the del deliverables, you know? And so I just started visualizing it and creating it and drawing it out and journaling and going through exercises that I saw on YouTube or books I read or whatever it may be. And, you know, now it's okay. How, how can I create that, um, in order to, to match the lifestyle that, that I want to have, you know, and everything from there. So, cause again, lifestyle is always important for me. You know, I, I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to you know, see friends and family. I have a wife that's eight and a half months pregnant right now. And any day now we're expecting our first daughter you know, our, our first kid. And so I wanted to, I, I want to build a business that isn't pulling me in every direction where I can focus on devoting time to helping her around the house, to helping support that, you know, we've never had one. Before. So, you know, to me, the, the lifestyle is, is, is very important in order to design the life in the way that I want to live it. Man, that's, that's exciting. I have, I've got two daughters, yeah, seven and uh, seven and four. And I don't know if I've, I mean, I've had some pretty significant experiences in my life, but I don't think I've ever had an experience like having a daughter. Mm. It wasn't like right away. It wasn't instant, Yeah, but it was like a melting process happened. And because like every day, like cause my first daughter, she, she was preemie. So she was in an incubator for a little while mm -hmm. and then um, in the queue. And then we had to, but every day you'd hold her. And like one of the things they taught you is like, you got to have skin on skin. So you'd, so I'd hold her against my, my chest. And after about a month or two months or whatever it was of just this process, I started to feel not just like super connected to her, but connect, starting to connect with everybody. Mm. And, um, in some ways, I wonder if this podcast would exist if if I didn't have a daughter because it was just it was it was such a powerful transformative experience where it really life suddenly like um, I think I've kind of always been a little bit others focused, but having kids that just like it really accelerates. It's like really about others. It's like yeah. business is now about them. Um, you know what I do when I wake up, it's about them. It's yeah. everything's really like it's 
how can I how can I create a life that or, or a future for them that will be really helpful? And and yeah, it's talking about purpose. I, we did a really cool thing in our business once. Um, a guy he's uh, uh, he had this program and he said I'd like to start an experiment with your with your company just as a thing. And so for every like once a lunch for about a month or a little bit over a month, I think it was, our team came together, we sat down and we've given these workbooks and we had to like work down and like I mean, every day we get homework, we come back, we keep writing in it. And it was a process of figuring out what are your core values as an individual? What's your vision as an individual? What's your, um, but it was everybody in the team doing it individually. But at the end of it, um, what I discovered is that it was kind of like the process you were doing, I think, uh, on yourself, which is like, what's my passions? What am I interested in? What I like to do? What I want to do? Um, but then there was a, like a, a part to put down, like, what's your purpose? And it was almost a summary section. And I found it was like, it just float. It was, it was literally, I was like, that's it. And what I discovered is that everything I've done or keep doing, I've always gravitated towards my purpose, whether or not I knew it. So um, all the things that I've like built in, in the company or, or continue to build is, is is truly oriented around the purpose. And so my purpose is really short and concise. It, it turns out it's help others help themselves. And it's it's kind of like I would rather teach somebody how to fish than fish for them. Yeah. You know? And um and, and I realized I was like that's why that's why we built a DIY platform. Right? Because it was it's the whole thing is like how can I help someone else be successful themselves? And because, and, and I heard someone say this really, and it really shot, like it was a really good thing. It aligned well. Um, a psychiatrist is getting asked a question, and he, the guy was saying, It's like, oh, what if I see somebody have a struggle? And I really like, I, 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 I'm trying to help them, but it's like they're not quite getting it. And he says, The psychiatrist asked him, He said, Well, I, I don't know if that's what you should be doing. And the guy's like, What do you mean? I, 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 I want to help this person. It's like, Well, if you give them advice and they implement your advice, like from that, from that standpoint and their life improves, who's the winner? Whose, whose reward is it? Was it their reward or is it your reward? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the whole thing with, with like psychiatry is like to ask questions, to get the person thinking. And it was kind of like what you said earlier with your team. I thought that was such a great question. And when you, when you ask your team or people on your team questions, you might get answers that you aren't expecting. And it, they can be really, really good answers, right? The, the point around purpose and gravitation towards that purpose, or like, is there's like an orientation towards it? I feel like if you, a, a lot of times people are doing it, whether or not they realize it already in their careers, and they think that they need to shift something to get there. But what they'll find is that that was always there. They just weren't clear on it. But if they could be clear on it, then they can sort of redesign their life or their business or their future around it. And then they can actually have way more of, of a meaningful um, experience in life. I, I just, I really feel that. hundred percent. So fast forward, you've, you've, you've like, man, I think this is something I can really jump into. So, so, so tell us what you're doing now. So right now, you know, I I think my mission or purpose is is pretty simple. It's to help, you know, businesses or agencies build a build a business that can actually amplify your life versus controlling it. And that's done through systems, people and processes in order to, like I said, have some of the discipline, the structure in order to actually give them the freedom. You know, because before, you know, like I said, I, I, I couldn't go on vacation. I'd wake up in the middle of the night. I was stressing. I was pulled in every direction. 
And I know that most of the time we get into business, it's to actually get freedom. But what happens is most people actually get the opposite. And instead of working the nine to five corporate rent race, they're working their own business rent race, working more hours for less pay. And so if we can help them streamline operations, find ways to be more efficient, you increase margins, you remove and you empower the team in order to make the decisions for you. And then now our job as leaders is just to be able to have the data and the transparency to see the overall health of the organization, where then we can say, hey, here's everything else. Now, it's even more powerful if you want to take it to the next level is give the team the data and the transparency and then teach them how to read the data. And then from there, teach them on how to know and how to identify what bottlenecks or constraints are causing that, where then what's pretty cool is they will then start doing things on your behalf without even having to ask you. And so whether you are looking to sell a business, whether you are looking to just grow the business, whether you are looking to you know, still have the business, but work on other passion projects or family or whatever it may be, you know, my, my, my job is to help make sure that that's easier for you, where again, it can amplify your life. The reason we got into business in the first place. Let's say you have a business where you, you kind of, you were scrappy getting, you know, started. Um, and I'm thinking of like a lot of entrepreneurs, like, you know, you, but you're past that mindset or you're, you're choosing to pass the first mindset blocker, which is, you know, okay, you know what? They may only be able to do 80% of what I can do, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Let's bring people on my team. But then they get stuck or let's say um, it's stuck in a pattern of top down. It's like, how come it feels like um, it has to, the initiative has to come from me versus what you just said, where it's like people are taking initiative on their own and, and doing things without even having to like be prompted. What's the shift? So I think the shift from here is consistency. And so every one of our employees we meet with weekly. And I do agree that sometimes meetings, you're on a meeting just because, and it's like, why are we even here, right? So, so I try to strip away meetings, but it, it depends on what's the intention and what's the purpose of it from there. And I think that weekly recurring one-on-ones with team, you know, at least key members of the team are absolutely crucial because we identify what are their goals, what's needed to hit that goal. Okay. This is the goal. You want to do 10 sales this week, or you want to retain 95% of you know, your customers, whatever it may be. What do you need in order to make sure that you can feel confident you can hit that, whether it's from me, someone else on the team, or from yourself? Okay, so it sounds like you have everything. Is there any reason why you're not able to do that, why you're not able to hit, the, hit that goal if you do have all the resources, knowledge, skills, whatever it may be? And sometimes they'll say something that's like, okay, so it sounds like me as the leader, I need to give you a script in order to have the confidence and the guidance to do that. Other times is okay, it sounds like this is just on yourself. You got to make the dials. And if you're not putting the dials, it's not logical to believe that you can hit that goal because you're not putting enough output out there. Am I understanding that right? And so I, I, I think the team wants to be challenged. I think the team wants to be pushed. People don't want to just feel comfortable and stagnant. I think that even if they're not trying to grow you know, their own thing, people naturally are trying to grow within themselves and be a better person. And so and if not, you're not a good fit for, for the team. And so, you know, we try to find people that want to be pushed, that we do push them. And then my job as the leader is just to empower them and give them the skills, resources, confidence, knowledge, tools in order to be able to do that. And then just, like I said, consistently kind of pushing them. And then eventually, you know, they just know what to do. And then it's just second habit. 
you know. And so I, I think for me that that's a, a really big piece of it. So it's the consistency, the consistency of the way the meeting is structured is that you're training a way of thinking. So you're thinking through a problem to the point that now when they encounter these problems, they don't have to go through the same necessarily steps of meeting with you. So maybe by the time they met with you, they've already solved a couple of problems along the way. That too, but, but, but also the goal setting by it. Yeah. What, what's the goal this week? A lot of times they choose their goals, not me. Uh, now I may, I may push them. Come on. I, I, I think you can do a little bit more, right? But most of the time it, it's what they want to do. And then my job is just to give them the resources in order to make sure they feel confident they can execute that. And I think that's the shift. Okay, you set a goal of 10. What do you need either from me or from yourself that you can feel confident you can hit that? And then just provide them that. And then after that, my job is to get out of the way. I think that's an important question because um, I know for a fact that I have worked with people on setting goals and not asked that question. And then I think if a person doesn't feel confident, some people will say that. They'll just say, oh, you know what? I actually, let's reevaluate this goal, even if they set it originally. So it's like, but most of the time, I think there might be an unsaid lack of confidence that's not communicated because they don't want to let you down, you know, as the leader. Yeah. Or they, and so, but what they're, what they're not communicating is the piece in the middle that's going to make the difference between bridging to the, the outcome of the goal that you've set. So, or they've set. Yeah. And I think that's really, really important. It's a great question to ask. Like, what do you need so you feel confident that this, this goal is essentially going to be inevitable? And, yeah, you know, I'm sure you've heard of the book, 10X is Easier Than 2X. It's, I, was, uh, uh, I was listening to part of it this morning and because I, I know a guy who's, who's reading it and he's posting stuff about it on, on Facebook. And I love Facebook for this reason. I got, I got a lot of entrepreneurs as friends. And so I'm always inspired by by them as, as that, you know, so I'm, I'm, I saw this 10X is easier than 2X. So I started reading a little bit of it. And so uh, one of the things it talks about is that when you focus around a goal, if you set a 2X goal, you can kind of do a lot of things to achieve 2X. Like you can, you can be distracted. You can, you know, but if you set a 10X goal, you can't really be distracted. And the, and the reality is there's only one or two of those things that are even on your plate are going to get you to the 10X goal. So if you set a 10X goal, you're, it's, it makes you so much more, um, successful and it sounds like if you ask a person a question like do you, like what do you, what's missing and they and they have an answer that's a good thing because that means the goal is probably kind of pushing towards that 10x outcome yeah uh, either for themselves personally from personal growth um, or for the company's growth and so that's really good now on uh, documentation so you sound like um, you are very, very good at documenting processes, at least from, from what I'm hearing. Yeah. What are your tools that you're, you're using to do that? You know, some project management tool or software, you know, we use monday.com. You could use Airtable. You could use ClickUp. You could use Asana. You could use Trello. I mean, how you, you could use Google Drive. It, it, it's a little messy, but you could, you know. Um, and, and so first is like a centralized location of where you can have that. And this location needs to be something that you can either sort filter or search. And so if you want to filter by the software, if you want to filter by, is it sales or marketing, you know, something you need to be able to filter by that, but also search keywords. So calendar, you know, how to build it, how to integrate it, you know, maybe it's um, how to send proposals, how to 
send invoices, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's those, you need to be able to have a centralized location in order to have that. And then a big one for me is loan. So where I can either myself or someone else on the team be able to record a video, doing a screen share, walking them through the process of them actually doing it. And so most of our processes, we have both written and video. Um, what I really like, if I want to take it to the next level, which I don't always do just due to times, if it is a little bit longer video, you know, having time blocks where they are not time blocks, but timestamps, timestamps at 32 seconds, you know, we show how to create it at one minute. It's how to send it at, you know, because my job, if I can speed up the time of my team, they are more efficient, which means me as the company, us as the company, we get more done. And so I, I never have a video that's 30 minutes. That's the worst thing that you can do because now you're saying, for your team to do that, they have to maybe watch 24 minutes just to get to the one part that they want to have, right? And so I try to make it short, concise. In this video, we're going to cover how to do this. And, and, and then I stop it. And so I have both written and I have video where maybe the first time they may need the video. But maybe they don't do this test again for another month. They're like, ah, I, I know there's just one part, but I, I kind of forgot, but I, I know I've kind of got it then maybe the, the written will speed them up, right? And so my job is just to provide the resources and make them more efficient where they can get more output done. And it's all about leverage. And how can we apply leverage in order to you know, increase the output, whether it's sales, marketing, like whatever it is, you know, that that's what we need to do. And so again, to answer that, it's you know, having a centralized location, having both written and video, and then making it short and concise where they can easily grasp it, where they can get it, and go on their way and, and have that done. Are you storing the written part in Google Drive, like as a Google Doc, or are you doing it right within the app? Within the app. And then what app did you use? I used Monday.com. Yeah. So you used Monday. Yeah. I, I like Monday. I, I Monday's a good tool. We we currently are organizing it all through Google Drive. And I'm thinking that I should probably look at Monday and just seeing because we use it for other stuff in our company. Sure. All the time. So it's it would be probably a good idea to to move some of that stuff over because I think you're right. It can get a little bit hard to search, even though Google's good at search. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we do have, you know, in our Monday or if you're using Click, like whatever it may be, right? They all have it, right? That's just the one I chose. We, we do have some of those that when you click it, it, it does go to the link if it was already in Drive, you know? But otherwise, it's just, you know, it's written and then, Here's a how-to video where they can watch it, and that's just a loan URL. You know, but if you already have it in, in Drive, it doesn't make sense to redo it. You just say, "Hey, here's the Drive link," and then it, it easily sends in there. You know, when we had Drive, it just got a little messy. It's well, what folder when you search something? If you don't search the right keyword, it's like, yeah, what what did I call this? You know, and so some things do fall in that gray area, like if it's it's something with calendars. Is this a soft? Is it in the software folder on how to use that, or is it in the other folder on, you know, how to, you know, integrate it or or build? You know what I mean? It's just like sometimes it's like, well, which one does this belong to? And maybe that's not the best example, but there are times where you're like, well, would it be in this folder or that folder? And then if you know, in Google Drive, your headline or description isn't, you know super long and so sometimes in these project management you can have like tags where you can say okay anything with this software or feature or sales training or 
team onboarding or client, you know, you can also have those just kind of filter and sort through a little bit easier where it makes it just, again, we want to make it as easy and as fast as possible for them to get the answer. Yeah. That's a great skill. Now, here's a, another question. So at a certain point, I'm assuming you've documented how to document. So you have people on your team who are documenting. Yeah. Uh, have you ever faced any challenges where you had, say, um, team leads who who resisted or struggled documenting uh, their stuff? You know, I've never had any anybody resist it. I think simply because I made them realize how impactful this is. Because if they need things, they were probably grateful that they didn't always have to ask me. Maybe I'm on a call. And also, I wouldn't always allow somebody to just message me at any time. Because, you know, when I focus on something, I try to mute notifications where I don't get distracted. So how frustrating would that be if they can't get it? So now they know on the other side, okay, it's important for me. If they're the ones creating it, they probably don't want to be pulled and asked by the other person who needs it. And so, you know, we, we do have a, a, a process on how to process, you know, which is, you know, you go through it, you start with it and you do every single thing. And it needs to be built in a way that it should be almost impossible for somebody to fail. if It's designed the right way. And so if it's build an ad, it's not just, hey, here's how to build an ad. It's, well, what's the description? Well, what's the headline? Well, what's the call to action button? Well, what's the URL that the call to action button even redirects to? So every single thing that I'm doing, we, we document where it's almost copy paste or here's what it could be, you know, from there, you know, and that kind of thing as well. If it's, you know, helping with ads, it's not just change the image, but if you have a library of proven images, it's start with this exact image. That way it's not, oh, well, why'd you use that then? You know, and so now sometimes it's custom, right? But again, just for the sake of you know, ease and, and simplicity, don't just say change the image, but like, could you take it a step further and say, use the image with the red shirt, you know, where that way it's almost like you can't mess up because it was that clear. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. So what's exciting you now? Like, what are you most excited about? Like when you wake up in the morning? Yeah. So I, I think for here, you know, <sighs> I had a little bit of a down period when I sold the business that I didn't have anything. And then now I have something that I'm working towards again. And so for me, I was excited today to you know get on this podcast and, you know, just, just talk about it and meet more like-minded people like yourself. And I know we've already had a great conversation before, but it's, you know, it's, 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 it's the journey that I really enjoy. What are the things that I'm working towards to either myself, my clients, anything else from there as well. But, you know, I think from here is I just I, I get to be able to, to meet, you know, amazing people like yourself. I get to be able to work with awesome clients. My older business, you know, some of the clients we worked with, it was, you know, kind of a headache where now it's like, I don't have hundreds of clients like my old business, but the ones I do work with, like they're, they're all incredible. Like they're, they're, they're sharp, they're skilled, they, they want to grow, they want to improve. They ask the right questions. If I say, hey, you need to do something, you know, and this is why, you know, they, they just do it. And so as a result of that, it's pretty cool. You know, every day I'm getting messages like, hey man, I did this thing, like this lowered my CPL, or hey, you know, we, we finally got our onboarding process, or hey, you know, we, we had our highest month for retention, like whatever it is, you know, I think for me, like I get to just solve problems. And how can I apply leverage and skill sets and knowledge in order to, you know, be able to get it done in a fraction of the time? And yeah, you know, I just think it's so fun. You know, I, I think being in business, you know, finding opportunities on how to do that not only in my business, but for others. Like it's just been a, a really great experience so far. Yeah. 
one of the things that I think you've gotten really right. So you you've talked a lot about the processes and you know what you've built, and I but I think as a result or an outcome, a natural outcome of this, maybe you really re- like you realize this is that there's a huge quality of service that's coming from this. There's an, there's a excellence of service, and I think that sometimes, like you even said, like some of your clients could have been a headache. But my guess is that no matter what, <clears throat> if they were a headache, you probably still went above and beyond for them. Yeah. 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 I think that like when when a business does that well, you already have the heart of an amazing business. It's now all the stuff around that that's going to make it like a well-oiled machine that's giving you the freedom that you crave as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Because most people got into business because they're, they're, they're trying to create a great life, right? They're like, oh, I've got this passion. I got this desire. I want to go serve people. And these are my strengths. And I finally found something. I can put it all together. And now my life is occupied <laughs> <laughs> and, and busy. And so then they're like, oh, man, uh, this, is, this is a lot of work. And, uh, but, then, but if they just keep pushing through the work and realize it's going to get a little bit more work before it gets a little easier, but start documenting the processes as you go and then hiring mm-hmm. people and filling in those places, um, they will see the reward of it, which is going to then be massive, um, massive amount of freedom. At one point, like uh, even for my own business, there's yeah, moments where I've not been bored, but like almost been like, like what does today look like? Because I, it was so much space created and it was almost too much. I had to kind of like mm. bring it in a little bit, but the, cause business is fun. Like when you're working on something, when you're building something, it's really, really fun. When you're working with great people, that's tons of fun. When you have a team of, of people around you, it's like a small group of people can do amazing things when they work together in the same direction. Um, so if you met yourself, this is a question I love to ask, but like, if you met yourself, say um, a decade ago or, or before, maybe even before you'd gone to Costa Rica and you'd gone on your journey, what would be something that you uh, would tell yourself that you, today you'd, you'd meet yourself and you'd tell yourself then? You know, I would say just keep pushing. I think um, the only difference that put me apart. So when I started my agency, you know, six years ago, there were guys that I thought were more skilled than me. And so many of them quit. And I think the only difference that made me successful versus them is just that they just didn't push hard enough or long enough. And so, you know, you've probably seen the illustration before that, like, you know, you're, you're digging a hole to get to, to the well underground and you're only an inch away and then you walk away and then the next guy comes and you know, gets, gets it all right. And so, you know, there's so many guys that, and there's a couple I can think of, which I won't say, obviously, but it's just like, man, they, they had it, you know, and, and they just stopped. You know, they, they get too frustrated and maybe it was because, you know, they were lacking certain things or the, the processes or the discipline, you know, sure that makes an impact from it. But, you know, I think, I think getting clarity on what is the thing that you're looking for and then create a game plan on what can actually help you create that and do it in a way that it's designed in order to help you reach that goal, whether it's revenue, whether it's lifestyle, whether it's you know, something else, you know, I think just you know, taking a little bit of time to step back and, and, and visualize what is it and then reverse engineer, what is it actually going to take in order to get there? You know, so many people, you know, even when I speak with clients of mine, I'm like, hey, what's your revenue goal? It's, it's almost like they just threw out an arbitrary number, you know, versus like, what do we need to do in order to have that? Okay, well, what's the game plan? Okay, well, let's reverse engineer it. Okay, well, based on what you're telling me, out of those stats, 
we don't even have enough people doing outbound in order to get you those appointments, in order to get you the sales, in order to get you there. So if that's the goal, we've got to hire and there's just missing piece. So I think getting super clear on number one, what's the thing that you're working for? And then just create the roadmap, you know, and, and just follow that and stay disciplined with it and, and don't give up. I would say that for you. You know, it's funny, uh, people like yourself, I would say, who are successful and uh, have, have kind of reached the top of, of their game. If, if you ever meet them, you'll hear that common theme, which is it's, it's that, you know, anyone, anyone can do it. So the analogy I would have is I love cycling. And so I'm constantly competing in cycling. When you meet other like really good cyclists, they will look at newbies, new guys as competition. Not because they're competition, because they're not. Like they're not even close to competition, but because yeah. they know how possible it is for anybody. Mm. And so the thing that like a lot of people don't realize is that it's just what you said. It's that they were they they had it. They were on track. They were right there. And um I heard that quote. It's like failure only happens the day we we say we allow ourselves to quit. And uh and I think that's it. It's like people are right there. They're actually so much closer than they realize, and uh, and and anybody that's broken through themselves knows that it's it's so attainable. And the it, it's just like what you you said. It's like the you know you're chipping away in the mine, and the gold is right there. And part of the um, but I actually I think it's almost like this. It's that part of the process of chipping is allowing ourselves to grow. So the the gold isn't necessarily even on the other side of where we're digging. It's it's that as we dig, our own selves become really where the where the value is. And now you you you, and you that's why it's like you it's like if you want to build the business that you dream of, build yourself to be the person that you would see being in that business. Mm. And uh it's I, it really does work that way. And, and I think there's a lot of principles that people are know of, like, or like, you know, it's like, like attracts like, or, um, you know, certain people are like, you, you, you start to like become magnetic. Um, and so it's like, it, so it starts with internally, but also there's a belief and and this one, you can't really, well, I guess you can. So, so coaches are great at this. So sports coaches, football coaches, um, they will often like you'll hear players say that person believe my coach believed in my ability more than I did. Mm, yeah. And and so there is a period of time where somebody is maybe in business and they're like on they're on a um maybe they're on a college team or they're on a high school team because that's the level of their their you know part of the journey of business. And a coach can come along and say, you know what, you are capable. You have this. You have what it takes. You are amazing. Like you, I believe in you. I know who you are. I know what you and I require a high standard of you because I know how good you are. I expect you to deliver on this because I know what you're capable of. And um and so then people will actually rise up to that until they then start to take over that belief themselves. And now they know, and then it's like, eventually they get to the state of like Michael Jordan. And I know that the coach from Michael Jordan said that Michael Jordan was the, the athlete he had to coach least. He never had to tell Michael Jordan, you know, come on, man, pull it together, show up at the court, put in the practice because Michael Jordan believed it so much internally that he was going to do the work no matter what. And because he did the work, no matter what, it's going to show up on the court. And so, uh, I think that is, 
you you communicated that all in a very short, <laughs> concise way, but I think that's so profound. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so the last question I have for you then is, um, you know, for whoever's listening to this, uh, they're on their entrepreneurial journey. Some people um, are, you know, very large businesses. You got people who got just starting. You've, you've got sort of a, a mix of everything. What, yeah, what would you say to them? Um, you know, I, I, I think just create the goal, figure out what it is. Why do you actually want to hit that goal? What would it mean to you? What would it mean to your life? And what would it mean to your team? What would it mean to you know your future? Right. And then what is it going to take in order to help you achieve that? And so just reverse engineer it and then just stay very disciplined that, hey, these are the things that I need to do. Reminding yourself because it will allow me to have this thing this freedom, this stability, this security, this um, adventure, whatever the thing may be, you know, the pride, you know, whatever it is from there, you know, I, I think you've got to know the why of what is it you're actually working towards, you know, and, and how would it feel and, and really tap into the emotional side of it. How would it feel if you can do this? What would it mean to you? What would it mean to your family? What would it mean to your friends? What would it mean to your, your brand, your character, you know, whatever the thing may be from there. And then, like I said, Whatever that is, you know, take the little bit of extra time to figure out the, the game plan and then just break that into weekly goals. You know, and so I think that's you know kind of what we do, and that's how we were able to consistently grow each and every month, is because we, we set a goal and then we said, Okay, if we hit this department does this for retention and we get this many upsells and we get this many this, now it's just delegating and, and putting each person and, and then you know challenging them in order to hit that. And at the beginning, this person is this you. And that's okay. Um, but just get very disciplined or creative and figuring out what is the thing you're working towards and then just reverse engineer it. You know, it's a simple exercise. Just most people I feel skip it. They just set a goal of, oh, well, I set a goal for 100K a month or, you know, 500, you know, whatever the thing may be. And they don't have a game plan. And then every month is just the same number. And how do you expect anything to change if you don't actually have a plan in order to make sure that you feel confident in order to hit that? You know, and so I, I think that to me has just been you know, the game changer. Yeah, I love this. Well, man, this has been an absolute pleasure. I have fully enjoyed this. And where can people find you? How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so you know, Instagram is one that I, I, I stay pretty active on. It's uh, B for Brett it's underscore Watts W A T T S the number twenty one. So B underscore Watts twenty one um, on. Uh, Facebook, it's Brett Watts, um, the, and then the selableagency.com. Uh, that's one that you can kind of learn a little bit more about it and everything from there. But yeah, man, it's, it's been an amazing experience coming on. I, I appreciate you for the opportunity. Love having every, every conversation I've had with you. I've just thoroughly enjoyed it. And so uh, very grateful. And uh, I also want to, you know, anybody who's listening in and made it this far, you know, appreciate you for following along with the journey as well. And, you know, hope it was impactful. Likewise, very much appreciate it, and I'm so excited your for your daughter coming. That's going to be yes. tons of fun. I'm looking yes. to see some photos <laughs> on Facebook. Once you have a kid, like you get excited, it's, it's the weirdest thing. Um, but uh, I I'm very excited for you. It is it is a life changing experience, but in the best possible way. It's the best thing that'll ever happen to you. Like it really is. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, it is such any, a blessing. Any day now, any day, any day. Okay, and then one last question: What kind of businesses? Um, do you are you working with and do you love to work with just so anyone listening knows yeah you know right now it, it, 
they're, they're primarily some kind of agency based. Doesn't mean it necessarily has to be that. But that's just been my skill set and you know, everything I've working from there. Now, agencies can be anything, right? And so it, it, you can be a creative agency, you can be a PR agency, you can be a digital advertising agency, you know, content, whatever it may be. But you know, ultimately, it's someone that has a business that you're either feeling stuck, you're feeling burnt out, um, you're not breaking past you know those goals that you're hitting. You just need a little bit of clarity and guidance and structure in order to make sure that you can have these systems, the people, the processes that you can then rely on confidently in order to help you break past that. Uh, and so whether you are looking to just scale and increase you know, revenue, whether you're looking to scale and figure out ways to remove yourself from the day-to-day, or whether you know that the business you're in isn't the thing that you know that is your lifelong business and your passion, right? And, and so if, if you prepare your business to, to sell, naturally, you're going to be able to build it to, to scale in a way that can give you the autonomy and the freedom to be able to capitalize life in the way that you want to have it. And so again, whether you're looking to exit or just you know scale and not be sucked in in every single department, that's what I enjoy is finding ways to be more streamlined. And again, finding the, the, the systems, the people, the processes in order to get leverage in order for you to be able to hit that goal confidently. Awesome. Well, if that's you, reach out to Brett. This has been tons of fun. I appreciate it, man. Had an incredible time today.